Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. John chapter 8, and we're going to read verse 38 to start with. And then we'll go to verse 44. I have a thought. Now, watch this. They want to stone and kill Jesus, you know, because, you know, he, the woman that was in adultery, he freed her, you know. Then he told them that they are servants of sin. He was not just talking about the Jews. He was talking about all humanity. And so he says, if the son will make you free, then you'll be free indeed. So they say, ah, we're Abraham's seed. You know, we're not in bondage to any man because the word Jesus used in that context was slave. Anybody who commits sin is a slave of sin. So when he said that, he, he, they, 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 they got indignant. They were not slaves. We're the children of Abraham, you know, which is true. You know, they, they, we've been set free from Egypt. We're not slaves to anybody. So Jesus explained, Jesus was telling them, he said, I know that if the son therefore has set you free, you'll be free indeed. Jesus was talking spiritually, they were talking physically. I know, I didn't hear you, verse 37, I know that you are Abraham's seed. I know that. I know you're the biological, you know, seed of Abraham. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you i don't know i'm talking to anybody here if i'm still talking to you give me a wave offering i speak watch this i speak that which i have seen everybody scream seen with my father and you do that which you have seen of your own father that is how you cannot understand how he sees he's not talking about the vision He's not talking about the word of knowledge. Or words of He's talking about the operation that goes on in the mind. They were doing what the impressions Satan had put into their minds. And Jesus was doing the impressions that God had put in his mind. Give the Lord a clap offering. Verse, verse 44. See, now explains it. He goes deeper. They almost kill him. But he didn't let them. God didn't let him at that time. You are your father the devil. <laughs> Even though they were seed of Abraham. See, who you are born of biologically has no effect on what you will become spiritually. Whether you're Jewish, Yoruba, Igbo, Hausa, Fulani, Kanuri, I don't care what your natural parentage is. You are of your father, the devil. The only thing that can change you is to get born again through Jesus Christ so that God will now become your spiritual father and give inject spiritual life into you. You are of your father, the devil. And watch this and underline this word because we're going to jump to Ephesians in a minute. And the lusts of your father you will do. He told them earlier on. He said, you do what you see from your father. I do what I see from my father. 
How do you do it? The desires, the lusts of your father is what you want. That's why you want to kill me. See, none of them had a vision from Lucifer to say, kill him. They just had that anger and, 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 and envy that was inside their heart, you know, because he, he showed them up, showed up their hypocrisy and all of that, and then they wanted to kill him. It's exactly the same way, reverse engineer. You, it's exactly the same way Jesus knew what God wanted him to do. Just like Lucifer did not appear to them to say, kill Jesus, it was the anger and the envy in their heart that motivated them to want to kill Jesus in the same way it was the love and the compassion of God that was in Jesus' heart that motivated him to heal the man. It's not a vision. That's why it says, you do what you see with your father, I do what I see with my father. He was a murderer from the beginning. Oh God, have mercy. And I bought not in the truth, and there's no truth in him, blah, blah, blah. Let me just stop there. Now, to really fully understand it, go to Ephesians chapter 2. We're talking about seeing, everybody says scream it, and doing God's works for his glory. How do you see it? You're going to see through your mind and your desires. God will put what he wants to do in your mind, and he'll put it in your desire. We're going to come to compassion in a minute. Before, just before we close. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Observe what he said in eight, Romans, uh, sorry, John 8. He said the lusts. Paul expansiates. Give Paul and John a super clap offering somebody. What would we do without those two guys? All it is majority of what they, rec- what they recorded is what makes us understand what the others two wrote. Take John and Paul out. You can't understand what the others wrote. Glory be to God. I'm so glad my name is Johnson. <laughs> I thank God for my, my, my great-grandfather. Give my great-grandfather a clap offering. Amen. He took the name of his priest. And that's, it has affected my destiny. The son of John. That's why I'm getting the same revelation John's getting. Every day I thank God my name is Johnson. Hallelujah! Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Yeah. Now, here, Paul is explaining how unbelievers behave and Christians who still allow those same spiritual forces to open. You you, the fact you get born again does not immunize you from this. But it gives you the power to be able to neutralize it and overcome it, which many Christians don't do. Now watch this. Which in time past, I didn't hear you. According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, ever say we all. That's why I said you're of the father, you're your father devil. Had our conversation or manner of life, or conduct in time past, in the what? Lusts of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the what? Flesh and of the mind. And were by nature, the children, the same thing he said in John. You have your father, devil. So how does Satan operate? He operates through spiritual forces. 
it comes from it comes from him the loss of your father will you do but he puts it into the minds and into the emotions of men so those men had anger and envy and wanted to kill Jesus so Jesus said you're doing what you see from your father Jesus had compassion and wisdom from the Holy Spirit that came into his mind and his will that made him see what he should do to get that man healed. But the operation is the same. One is from Lucifer, the other one is from God. It is not the gifts of the Spirit. So when unbelievers do things, they don't see visions. They don't see dreams. They just do what is natural. What is coming to their mind and their emotions. When you begin to walk with God in love and all of that, you just start doing what is natural. Hallelujah. You start seeing what God wants to do. You see it in your mind and you feel it in your emotions. That is how to see what God is doing. Seeing and doing God's works for his glory. Look at Luke chapter 7, and I think that's going to be our last scripture. Am I talking to anybody here? You see, so many things are clear to me now. Much clearer to me than they used to be. We'll talk about that in our Bible study next, next week, where the Bible says, you know, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. You, you, you know, things become clear. And I'll see, okay. You see, that's why you pray. Especially praying the Spirit. Put the word of God into you. You pray a lot in tongues. You just have what God wants to do to put in your mind. Then you put in your emotions through His compassion. So instead of your instead of your emotions being controlled by your physical senses, your emotions are now controlled by the fruit of the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. It's a big, big. It's, there's a quantum leap between the two. Majority of us still operate on our emotions based on human feeling. But when we, as we begin to grow spiritually, we now start operating like Jesus. You see, Jesus just knew in his mind and in his emotions what God had him. As those people, you know, it was the boys who triggered the thing. The disciples. They said, ah, let me say it in Yoruba so you can understand and now go back into English. They were passing a blind man. Ah, Mashio. Kini Papeshi, no. Abikilo, no, she abikim Mameshi. She said, We will be near for you. In our language, that means, Ah, what a pity. Ah, look at this poor blind man. What did he do? What did his dear parents do? You know? That made him born blind. Because it obviously it's not his fault directly. Because he was just born blind. That. 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 Conversation. Triggered the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you see. Show them the difference. Between the work of the devil. And the work of God. Incidentally as an aside. You know you need to know this. I've preached it before. You know but. It bears repetition here. Because it's contextual. Do you understand. That. Somebody sinned. It wasn't the man. It wasn't his parents. It was Adam. It, everything we are suffering on earth today was a consequence of Adam's sin. Sin is the root 
and the, and, 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 and the foundation for sickness and all human suffering. Not only sickness, but every human suffering. It came as a consequence of sin. That is why Jesus has come to set us free from sin primarily. Because once you are set free from sin, you will be set free from sickness. You'll be set free from poverty. You'll be set free from ignorance. Are you listening to me? Therefore, whom the Son has set free will be free indeed. Do you get a, do you get a logical sequence? Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So you know what happens? <laughs> Luke chapter 7. And it is verse 17, 13. But I'm going to read from verse 11. You see, these things, because I, I, do, I don't know whether you know, I read my Bible every day just like you. <laughs> and over the years, what I've done is I've been back into small, small sections. Maybe 13 verses a day. I don't read much. Because I know what he said already. I'm not reading for information. Now I'm reading for revelation. Everybody's turn to your neighbor and say, Stop reading the Bible only for information. Read it for revelation. See, information is important. So we have a head. But revelation is more important. Because it's revelation that triggers transformation. Without revelation, there will be no transformation. Information will not produce transformation. Information is in the head. It's important. It's foundational. It's necessary. But what is in the head needs to be enlightened from the heart. By the life of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of revelation. It is that revelation that will now motivate action. That will now lead to transformation. Many Christians only read the Bible for information. And many times to get revelation, you need to read the Bible slowly. Just take it a few verses. Then ask the Holy Spirit, what, what do you mean there? What do I learn from that? So let's read. And it came to pass. The day after, don't let me go into that. It's giving you a sequence of miracles. Some other things have already happened. That's why when you read it carefully, you begin to see that ah, all this happened in 24 hours. And that's just a sample of a typical day. So you can imagine what happened every day for three years. Three and a half years. And it came to pass the day after, he went into a city called Nain. Nain is not too far from Nazareth and it's all in the north you know and many of his disciples went with him and much people you know Jesus you know once you start having this spirit out measure and start doing miracles people will be following you they are the people who just follow follow they don't even know what they are following for you always have the multitude or hello then out of the multitude you have our 70 or 72 you know then out of the 70 we have our 12 out of the 12 we have our 3 out of the 3 we have our 1 it's always like that. Now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. Everybody say, the only son. Ah, Pharaoh. You, you know, you saw this, the beauty thing about this Bible is that you, when you read it under the Holy Spirit, you try and put yourself inside the situation. What happened to this woman will not happen to you it's a horrible thing. The husband was dead. 
they had one son. The only son. The Jews are just like the Yorubas. Or should I say the Yorubas are like the Jews? You know, you know the same way we empathize. And it's not only the Yorubas, you know, many tribes are like that. You know, ah, everybody in the town was touched. There's nobody who didn't hear about this poor widow. Ah, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city, Eru. There was a large crowd. It was a it was a moving scene. Jesus is going for ministry. He's not going for a funeral. He's approaching the gate of the city. He sees this crowd of people. And I'm sure word came around. Maybe James and Peter and John. This is you know, one woman. One, oh, the husband is dead. Now the child has just died. I want to observe something that's here that's a little bit different from the woman with the issue of blood. The woman does not approach Jesus. In fact, nobody approaches Jesus. Nobody asks him to come and pray. This is everybody seeing and doing the works of God for his glory. So see what happens. And when the Lord saw her, roll back the movie in your mind. You got this big crowd coming through the gates of the city. They're going to bury the boy in the, in the, in the, in the graveyard, maybe somewhere outside the you know, town. You know, there's this big crowd. People are crying and weeping and carrying on and everything. And finally, Jesus is coming into the city with his boys, with his guys. You know, so uh, then they now see, they just see the woman. You know, maybe just a little bit behind the, um, the, the uh, casket. You know, with the boy there. Now, watch these words. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Who moved Jesus? God. God. It wasn't the woman. It wasn't even any of the disciples. Nobody suggested that. Uh, let's pray for the boy. Mm -mm. It was God. How? Mind and emotions. He, he gave him revelation in his mind. And compassion in his emotions. But it was not from the outside. It was from the inside. It wasn't because it was a widow and it was the only son. It was because God said so. I got another text. There are things God knew about the widow, the son, and the family that nobody else knew. That caused God to move. You can see another widow and God won't do anything. Because there are other factors. See this thing about God. Like Jeroboam's son, I said that in the Bible study. You think that, you know, God will heal the boy. Since the boy was good. Which God testified of. 
But to keep that boy around in that family would be a disaster. But this one was different. This boy would be a good protection to his mother. I don't know all the details. But I don't need to know, Prof. All I need to know is God. I know God. He's a good God. Give him a clap offering. What made him intervene was because there was a good background. So he moves in his mind and in his, his, his emotions by the fruit of the spirit of compassion from inside. The woman didn't ask to be healed. She didn't ask for her son to be raised. I like this. Ah, honey, we have to get the spirit out measure. We have to get it. We have to manifest it. Humanity is crying. Imagine this. He said to her, weep not. <laughs> ah, glory be to God. Give a lot of clap offering somebody. Next verse. Next verse. Oh my God, they're sleeping up there. Okay. Fortunately, I get my Bible. I have my Bible. Yeah, hello. And he came. Oh my, this kind of boldness God will give you an eye. But you can only do it if you see and you know. And he came and touched the bear. That's the casket. And they that bear him stood still. You know, it's a procession. <laughs> Glory be to God. Woo! You know, I can almost smell it. It's, it's right in front of us. We're going to get it. Hallelujah. As I'm preaching, it's real to me. It's as if I'm there. He touched the bear. And of course, who, 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 who will contradict Jesus? This is the, he is the prophet from Nazareth. Everybody had been hearing about him. Nobody was there to try and, you know, contradict him or, or, or oppose him or anything. Just talk. All of them just stood still. <laughs> ah! Wow! And he said, everybody said, the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. You didn't, you didn't get it. I said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. What raised that boy from the dead? The words. Ah! Young man! I who? You need to know who you are. I who? I Elohim. <laughs> I the resurrection and the life. I the possessor of the keys of death and hell. I Christ in you the hope of glory. Oh no where you're talking from brother. Hallelujah. I I say unto thee Arise. Next verse. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And I love this. He delivered him to his mother. Assignment complete. They kept moving. Everybody stand to your feet. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You see why we have to develop? You begin to see and feel what God will feel. 
and then you move with the spirit that measure instant. There was no tongues, there was no rolling on the floor, there was no dramatic, there was no, there was no, there was no drama, there was no, you know, simple. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And the Bible tells us that this is just one of many. He said, if all the things he did were written, he said, the books won't be able to contain it. See, everything you see in the Gospels are just sample. Then he says, you and I will do the same and greater. Ah, may God help your unbelief. Let's talk to God. I'm done. Hallelujah. 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 Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. God, talk to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. I'm almost weeping. See, I'm beginning to feel that compassion. I'm not a very emotional person. My wife knows. But these days now, it's like I see things the way God sees them. A poor widow. Maybe the husband was a good man. The boy too is a good boy. But they just didn't have spiritual knowledge. And Satan just walks in, kills the guy. Jesus moved with compassion. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.